The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. You've seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of sweaty balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready, ready to go. go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. All right. Brutal is all I have to say. It's one word. Brutal, brutal, brutal. It's week two. It is week two. Of the NFL regular season. And more importantly, week two of the fantasy football season. Sean? Yes. How's your team doing? Terrible. Actually, week one... Week one was, pro- I mean, I, I had that, like, every, I think it's like real sports. Like, I had that first week feeling, like, I'm going to go undefeated in all the leagues I'm in. Did you win week one? I won both my leagues week one, yeah. And then week two has just turned into a steaming hunk of not good. I know. I was going to say, I was going to say, when we were thinking that we were going to hijack this dog podcast and start talking about football, I thought one thing that's very important <laughs> is that we cannot mention our team names because it is a family <laughs> podcast. And I think both of us are responsible for some. Naughtiness. See, you know what? I think naming fantasy football teams, though, is like naming trivia. You know, when you go out and play trivia, we always spend more time trying to figure out what our trivia team name is going to be than others. So it's very very important. Sadly, this year, I seem to be far better at picking a team name that's clever than picking actual players on my team. Because one of mine, the A $2 crackers, we'll call them, because they, uh, <laughs> my daughter started to take an interest in following along on Sundays as the, as the live scores come up on the CBS Sportsline site. So uh, instead of saying the ASS crackers, <laughs> we started calling them the A $2 crackers because she asked what that was. So I've changed it to $2 signs instead of the S's. Uh, but that team anchored by CJ. To what? No, what is it? CJ CJ one YPK, right? <laughs> which is for all of you dog people, Chris Johnson one yard per carry, which That's would right. be great if he even got that because I think he's at point seven yards per carry. How many people do you think we've lost from the podcast, Vic? Probably everybody. Oh, you know what? Like how many people have tuned out you, and went? Oh, I tuned out. No. I don't know. I'm just I tune out at, every week. They I'm talk looking at this. my iPhone. Just you know, you should yeah, be more accepting of other stuff. We listen to your dog stuff from other people all the time. Uh huh. I'm filing my nails. I bet you money. <laughs> Wait, listen. Hey. I, here's the thing. This I am. Is what, this I'm is what, my nails. Listen. No, no, no. This is what I want. If you're listening to the podcast, I want <laughs> football, football people to send messages this week. They're, the two are not mutually exclusive. So Let's be clear about that. Of course questions. not. You can love dogs and the NFL and fantasy football. For sure you can. I, look at I, me. I'm me as well. Huge dog lover. Well, okay. Here's the bottom line. Which one of you is going to win so you can take us lovely ladies out to dinner? What, who's win? What the league? Your league? So you yeah, we're talking cash. I have, I have won. I I've won the mm good league two years ago. <laughs> I am also that's the league I'm in in the mm good league with Van. I'm also. Well. Have you won anything, honey? Last year I came in fourth. Well, you know, out, out of how many? Out of twelve. I think it was gonna say five. Yeah. No. No. That's your heart. Well, that was bigger, wouldn't it? Yeah. It is a great game. No one wants you. <sighs> Well, anyway, People just um, to say, tell you they do to make you feel better. So if Roger Goodell was Goodell, 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 I was going to call him Goodell, like Goodell. Stick to if the health was, and menu yeah, items. Uh-huh, if things. he was a dog, what kind of a dog would he be? I'm who? Uh, Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. 
I, I wouldn't sloppy. Say. He's kind of just yeah, goofy. Wow. He's kind of got it's that. Do you know who we're talking about? He's got that little. No <laughs> she has no idea. <laughs> so she says Roger that. Goodell is the commissioner he's, he's of the National Football League. He's a little Saint Bernardi to me. Like he's, but kinda, he's also no, like, but he's he's got a he's the guy who's like suspending all the guys yeah. on the Saints, and then like he got his butt whooped by hey. the court system, and now he's had to like eat crow and put them all back. No, in. that was <laughs> an arbitrator, not the court system. Okay, whatever. By the by the process. I just want to tell you that I know about Jonathan Vilma today. They had a three-hour meeting on. It's Vilma. Vilma. But. Vilma! Um, <laughs> I know that they, the German Flintstones. <laughs> but they had a meeting because apparently they, he signed somebody, Greg, who? Greg Norman. Not Greg Norman. He's a, was, I know he's a golfer. It Greg was Norman Vilma was a golfer. And, and Carl. No, but, but who's the one who signed? Somebody signed an affidavit saying uh, that. Hey, um, the dogs are barking. Hey, oh, yeah. who let the dogs out? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, is that what you were trying to say? No. Um, he actually. Um, because uh, someone signed an affidavit saying that Vilma offered ten thousand dollars. Yeah, Brett Favre. To knock out Favre. Favre. See, I'm not all stupid. As I sit here talking about this, making my tissue paper flower. You know what's great about bringing dogs back to football? What? I spend great quality time loving on Sadie and Jasmine when Aww. during football games because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can just sit there, chill, mm-hmm. just rub them, and you don't even think about. You just sort of just. Holly's making origami with, I'm make, with I told you I'm paper. making a tissue and paper. I'm texting. Um, so I, seriously? Um, no, uh, Sean it, it bonds with the dogs. My husband, Sean, he just scares the, the behonkers out of them because he'll scream in the middle of nowhere. And we've already got a skittish dog who's on Prozac. It, they, they're totally uh, used to it by now. <laughs> Maybe that's why as, he's on Prozac. As far, you on Prozac. What, all right, so what are y'all going to talk about today? What's happening today? I want to know if you could give a dog Prozac to a person. You can. It's fluoxetine. Oh, fluoxetine, see, yeah. there you go. So if Sean starts acting see, really laid back, the football and cool, guy knows just, some dog stuff too. So Sean and I, uh, Sean, we're here. Sean's had. We had our anniversary. Happy yesterday. anniversary! Okay. How many years? Six years. Six happy blessed dog years. years. In dog years, it's like fifty, or at in, least that's what it feels years, like. We passed the horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did. We always every year we've started this tradition where. Uh, we get sushi on our anniversary. So we got sushi last night and then tell him about who's got the best wife. This guy. Are you, uh, what, do what you did, like how she prompts? Like, yeah, but what did she do? Tell him what we did. Like, you can't, you well, she got really sweet, uh, Atlanta Braves tickets. So I spent so our anniversary at the we Braves were about game last tw- night. We were about 15 rows up right behind home plate. Nice. Yeah, when we whipped cool. up and swept the Nationals, right? Yeah. Yep. This was awesome. That's cool. I, I don't like football. I have to say, I don't like it. You don't? You're going to like it's it tonight boring, as we boring. sit here. I, I hope the people coming over later to watch the Monday night game tonight are not Denver Broncos fans. Can I just say one thing? I do like baseball. And that's you it. do. That's boring for to you. me. That's slow. I like okay. it, but it's. But slow. I love the whole the whole atmosphere that goes with baseball. Look, I like ball in the mound break, game. Right? At least I <laughs> I like one sport. That yeah, that's good. That's like. good. Okay, and I like golf too. Hey, I met somebody that you would know who he is. Ben Cohen. He's a rugby player. Who is he? He lives in Northampton, and he's a rugby player. I he was like I the world's greatest. Rugby. You know, it's a look, big island. No wonder right? when I dropped your name, you yeah. looked at me like I was yeah. talking Botswanese. Look, I know tennis, okay? Because that's where I grew up. Murray just won. Murray just won the U.S. Open. That, he now did. that is worth talking about. <laughs> Very cool. Did you notice everyone's eyes Now, you know, over? though, hold on, before we go, but you know that in your home in your home country, the NFL is getting more, I mean, you know, now they're putting, like, they're selling out Wembley Stadium for these you know, With these really fo- terrible teams. These NFL like football games over there. Well, people. we don't know they're terrible in England. We think they're <laughs> awesome. No, you got very educated. In fact, some of your cousins over there, like, one is a rabid Patriots fan, which, you know, What's what are you, you going to do? You know, it's kind of like the Yankees no, everywhere else. Hey, what, RG3? Everybody wants What's to his name? You don't know who that is. Yeah, I do. Robert Griffin III. Yeah. He's, on the, he's on the A2 Dollar Crackers. 
He is, but I've benched him in favor of Matt Stafford, which has been brutal it's because Matt Stafford went call. up against the 49ers D. And so here's the deal. Brutal. Brutal. Months, brutal. I'm just saying this is my life for four to five months. No, for the record, Wait, no, I as, have one, I have as to he show. goes on Listen, every day let me, about... Could just hold on a second. As he <laughs> goes you. on. Wow, she did that just like she did it to a day dog. Yeah. About who's playing who and this, he didn't do well today and oh, he did better and oh, he's beating so and so. Do you know what? I could not give a ripty doodah. <laughs> go and but watch your football by yourself. And I will go play with my dogs and do things that are really interesting. <laughs> well, that's what, that's like, we've, 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 I've learned from him. I just mm-hmm, shake my head, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do have to say the problem, it used to just be Sundays and then a little bit every now and then Sunday night and then Monday night football, obviously. But now it's turned into, it really is a, what is it? Four, there's four events. There's like third. Now it's every Thursday night. Yeah. And I have to watch. You can't not watch. Right. Especially when you got them on your team, right? Well, right. And you're getting college games too. But I will say one thing that Holly didn't understand coming from Chicago and the whole Southern, because, you know, obviously we're, we live here in in the South. When we got married and we were looking at potential wedding dates and she's like, when can you get married? Yeah, you know why we got married on the 16th? And I said, you have to do it either when Georgia, University of Georgia has a bye week or is playing an away game. And she goes, what? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, none of my friends will show up. Yeah, you know, we have a similar thing. He even threatened not to show up too or (laughs) said if it's an afternoon game, we're getting married in the evening. If it's an evening game, we'll get married in the afternoon. So we picked a game where they played some bad team. It's not quite that bad, but my daughter's brownie troop has a (laughs) father-daughter camp. Out and we have one fall holiday, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's on a Monday, so we have a long weekend from school. So there's no school on a Monday. Perfect time to go to you know Washington D.C. or some educational trip or Williamsburg or up to New York for a long weekend, right? We can't do it. Why? Because they want to do the father daughter camp out that weekend. Why? Because all of the fathers. They go to my daughter's school. Apparently, the mothers at least feel that the fathers would balk at missing a Georgia Tech or a Georgia home game. That's, so they've it's worked a, it's the schedule true. of the father-daughter camp out around Georgia and Georgia Tech home football schedule. It's 100% true. Brutal. And I think you would find the same thing in Florida. Well, Alabama. not in Virginia. I'm from Virginia. I'm well, a UVA fan, and we have a terrible team. That's because we play football. not really even matter. We play football here. We have new people coming in the studio. Less so, so Look, much. Than you get. We have special guests. Less so, so uh, much than you get there. For the record, Northwestern's doing well, and during this whole football conversation, I did make a tissue. That's because I tell you. Yeah, we all heard you making the tissue. Here's your tissue flower. All right, should we move on to something of some... Uh, Look, I just want to note, I just want to note, right? My producers are here. My producers and my cameraman from um, eHow Pets, YouTube eHow Pets, Richard and Ruben. And as Ruben came through the door, he said to me, Oh, I have a fantasy football team. Yes. Oh, wow. oh, boy. Seriously. How'd you do yesterday? Good? Yes. Not so good. I did pretty well. Oh, you did pretty well? You're like the one. I, as as oh. do I. I. I have a specific... I need hey. Michael Turner... Tony Gonzalez and Mil- Willis McGahee to combine for less than 33 points or more than that, but it needs to be offset by the field goals kicked by wah, Matt Bryant of wah, the Falcons. Wah, 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 In short, I'm up wah, by 38 wah. points like with t- a kicker to play against three hey, of their guys. Hey, here's the deal. Next year... <laughs> Next year in the, um, I want you to know next year in, uh, fantasy football, Victoria and I are going to join the family team. Mm. And I am going to be picking the team solely by uniform colors and she's going to be picking them solely by their names. Deal? Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is it you can come home with three bags with roughly $400 worth of stuff from Michael's and then lock yourself in a room like melting, melting crayons and (laughs) painting horses and, other things, but if I want to spend 30 minutes 
putting together a fantasy football team. No, you I'm, can. I'm just saying I'm we're going to do it next year too. Jerk about I'm it. Not, no, not, no. Well, okay. We're going to do it that, next year too. Must we got to find like a free league somewhere then? Because I'm not spending money on that. All right. Now we have lost every single. List it's fine. All right. All right. Let's talk Move about on. some dogs. We've got to, are we going to talk about some dogs? Yeah. Um, but I also uh, I'm excited about because we do have my my producer and my cameraman here, so maybe they could give a little bit of insight mm-hmm. into what it's like filming a show. Look out with me. Oh boy! Oh, I can right, get I some insight we, into that. I say yeah. we hook them up. Let's hook them up. This is a family show. I don't think they can properly express. They themselves. can. They'll be nice. All right. All right. Well, let's get them settled. We'll hook them up and uh, let's, let's find learn out. something about dogs first. Okay. I used to be able to name every nut, and it used to drive my mother crazy. What planet is he on? I say peanut, hazelnut. Yeah, but did you know macadamia nuts are toxic to dogs? Macadamia nuts. I'm absolutely amazed. Oh, and did you know this? Pekingese and Japanese chins were so important in the ancient Far East that they had their own servants and were carried around trade routes as gifts for kings and emperors. Okay, so... Who do we have here who has wandered into our podcast studio? We have to be very well behaved because it's my producer <laughs> from uh, Demar Media with uh, YouTube, Ehow Pets, mm-hmm. and uh, here he is, Hello. Mr. Richard Kuris. Set Hello, up straight, Richard. Victoria. Set up straight. Let's do that again. Let's take that from one. Can we get that <laughs> intro over, please? And <laughs> and my lovely cameraman, Ruben. No last name. Good evening. Just Ruben. Are you in Whitsack, I just Ruben? go by Ruben. Yeah. I just go by Ruben. Yeah. Kind of like Charo does and, and uh, Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So, um, you know, we know that you have the YouTube How Pets, and um, we watch it. We love it. But um, let's get to the real information. What do you like to work with? Victoria? Yeah. Um, how oh, I boy. Can, how can I it's taken him a long time to think of this. There's a... What's that one scene? Hostel? Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Sean laughing there? He's in the background. He's, he's he not that. No. I actually haven't seen that movie. Well, there's there's a long extended <laughs> torture scene in it. Aww. Oh, no, no. Actually, Victoria's, uh, uh, because she has money sitting on the table right now and it's about to come over to my pocket, she's wonderful. <laughs> Love her. A Look, delight to work with. You said you said that you like working with me. I do. It's It's the truth. So you guys have traveled all over together. You've done uh, a lot of stories. We've so traveled from uh, New York to uh, Aspen to Atlanta to Detroit, um, Hawaii, Hawaii. Hopefully next. <gasps> yeah, we're desperately trying to find a dog story in there's Hawaii. Dog Anybody San out Diego? there? If there's a we dog story out in Hawaii, yeah. if please. I find one, can I come? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let, let's go out there. We're desperately trying to get out. We're there. looking for volcano dogs or something. <laughs> I love that. And um, and volcano Ruben sniffing dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Ruben, um. For those who have only seen photos of Victoria, she's got to be absolutely the easiest person to shoot because she's this tall, like, I mean, seriously, supermodel type, you know, not like me where I'm like, Does, is that a bad angle? Can you shoot down on me? Like, this is, you can't get a bad angle. Absolutely. Victoria is a pleasure to work with and also a pleasure to photograph. Yeah. Okay. Well, now let's talk know, about which, okay. He's got a really good radio voice. You do? Oh, yeah. Well, no, Richard, you. sorry, you suck, but he's <laughs> Okay. So when she's hungry, what's she like? When she's what? When she's hungry, you know, we get hungry, we get crabby. Is she crabby? Is she ever mean? Come on, people dish the actually, dirt. Actually, Victoria, uh, and I, I, we were just remarking about this in the car. We were talking about her, believe yeah. it or not. And we were saying that she uh, she's very even-keeled. 
Like, I can't tell if she's ever tired. I can't tell if she's ever angry. She's she's kind of like a robot. She's kind of like an android. Well, she has fooled. <laughs> Come on. We are in the cone of silence. I mm-hmm. promise you we won't tell anybody. There's really no, no dirt from on my end. Really? Yeah. No dirt. Um, and, you know, she doesn't, you know, you're saying she photographs well. As we've we've done a bunch of makeup videos, and I can say that she doesn't require a lot of makeup. She's... She's, she comes She comes camera ready. See, this is very nice. It should mm-hmm. be very nice. But I have to say, I do love, I always say that phrase, I have to say. I apologize. Just I do love filming with these guys because filming American Dog is fascinating anyway. We're finding so much about other people and what they're doing with dogs and what dogs are doing for them. Filming the training videos are great as well because we're able to give that message of positive reinforcement to a a really large audience all over the world that's why i love doing what we're doing because we're making a difference you know it's me or the dog makes a difference Mm -hmm. in its own way and this makes a difference in another way and i've done a lot of episodes of going to people's homes and teaching their dogs now i like that whole idea of that sort of presenter role going and finding out about other people and what they're doing with dogs and so american dog is affording me the the chance to do that and that's why i love it and working with these guys it's, it's fun but richard has this thing where by he has a great laugh and he's he's a comedian as as well so he's a very funny guy to be with but when he wants to work and when he wants me to work, he gets his very serious face on. <laughs> and then when he gets his very serious face on, then I have to be very serious too. But he, I think he gets the best out of me because he knows when to have fun and he knows when yeah. we got to really get down and work. And that's why this, that's why it works. You know, when you work with people that you respect and that, that you love, it just makes your job just better. I mean, I had the greatest crew on It's Me or the Dog too. The greatest crew. Well, and who's better? Who's better? <laughs> <laughs> you're, all, you're all lovely in your own way. Mm, well well good, played. See how good Victoria's getting with this whole TV thing? Like mm-hmm. She knows how to butter you up and yeah, so that you, Ruben, will shoot her well and you, Richard, will be nice and I not know. work I'm gonna, her like, to the bone. I'm going to give her a Christmas gift now based on that response. She's a pro. Great. Yeah. Um, well, so talk about the... Um, like, you know, when you're on the road, what's a typical... Like, if you're shooting, say you were shooting in... Uh, did you say you shot in New York or what, like, what was it like shooting in New York? How many uh, days? What do you do? With the, New York was just the, the dog show. And so that was actually, that was the first time I had ever met Victoria. So Aspen, let's talk about Aspen. Aspen. Well, let's talk about Aspen. Uh, what, what, what about Aspen? That was probably, I, I mean, if I could have every job like that, that would be ideal <laughs> because Beautiful it views. was in the perfect location. It was during ski season. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I used a couple extra days to go skiing. But at the same time, they had we had these <laughs> these great stories that we got to go see. And, uh, like, these amazing dogs, like the mountain rescue dogs that we went, um, Seth's dogs, which were, that, I mean, that was, that was a, you know, scenic. It was a great story. He, you know, he rescued these dogs. And these dogs have a, have a great purpose. So, I mean, it's it's a, a great watching it all come together. So do you go out for how many days do you go out and how many days are you shooting per episode and how many? Um, um, for American Dog, like, I mean, we were just in Detroit and we were probably there shooting for three days mm-hmm. uh, trying to cover everything. And how much video do you get from that? Like, how long would that video be over three days? We probably shot over couple hours worth of video and how long will it be on youtube when it's finished um this this uh detroit one that we're about to release that's 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 a that's a big one and i think that's going to be probably around 20 to 30 minutes 
So Talk yeah. about Detroit, because I know that you just came back from Detroit not too long ago. I did, and I was filming with Detroit Dog Rescue. There, there's a horrendous problem in Detroit. I mean, as you know, with mm-hmm. the economic downturn, has just made it a lot worse. But it's been a city that's been on the edge for a very, very long time. Yeah, and they, now, they've lived on the auto industry, which is virtually destroyed there. Yeah, they're about, uh, on average, about, I think they say 70,000 abandoned homes in the mm-hmm. city, and mm-hmm. around 50,000 stray dogs. I saw a lot of those, a lot of stray dogs when I was there, but wow. we wanted to cover Detroit Dog Rescue because what they're up against is so immense. The task that they have before them is so insane and so difficult and and dangerous. I mean, they're going into these areas. I've been into some pretty bad areas in my life, but this... These areas are, are you got to be really, really careful. And I think, you know, people know who Detroit Dog Rescue, uh, how, who they are now. So they know they're not the police. They know they're not carrying weapons. They know that, you know, that, that they're there for the animals. So in a way, it's maybe potentially safer going into these parts of this city with them rather than it is would be if you were going in with the police because there's such disrespect for the police force there. Mm-hmm. But I was very impressed with what I saw. And I'm also very excited to be able to have the founder hush who is an ex well he's not an ex rapper he's still rapping a lot and um but we're going to have him on the hotline today all right well let's get him on the phone the positively hotline is ringing we don't know what we're going to do we have no plan we're just here who's calling in this week he went after her like she's made out of ham that is interesting that's exciting um is somebody going to answer that hello hotline ringing you're on your phone and i Taking any of this seriously. I'm really pleased to be speaking today to Daniel Hush Carlisle, who is the director of Detroit Dog Rescue and the founder, I should say. Hush, welcome. Hi, how are you? Very good, thank you. We're really pleased to have you here. I have to say, I had the most amazing time coming with you um, around the streets of Detroit and experiencing what you guys experience on a daily basis. And I have to say, it was um, parts of it were very harrowing. Parts of it were fascinating. I, I, just, I was blown away by the work that you do, the places that you go to, and the dogs that you save. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got started well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your show, and I really want to thank you for, you know, visiting Detroit, even though it, it had to be under the certain circumstances that, you know, Detroit is uh, facing and going through right now. Um, I know that, you know, while you were here, you know, I I, I love to entertain visitors when they when they visit Detroit because there is so much, you know, there is so much good that is parts of Detroit. Um, you know, but unfortunately the short time amount, you know, the amount of time that you were here, we were only able to show you, you know, some, uh, you know, not so pleasant, uh, not such a pleasant tour, should I say, of Detroit. Um, you know, Detroit Dog Rescue was started, um, between myself and Monica Martino. Uh, Monica is a reality TV show, uh, producer, um, who lives in California who, came up with the concept of filming the urban survival, um, as we say, of the uh, of a Detroit homeless dog. Um, basically, through her research uh, in creating the show, um, she found out through the city of Detroit that the city of Detroit um, says that there is 
250,000 stray dogs mm. living in Detroit. Um, and that number, we kind of just ran with it because that's the number we got from the city. And um, she pitched the show to Discovery Channel. The Discovery Channel uh, tried to work with the city um, through many concessions. Um, they weren't able to agree upon uh, whatever it took to film um, this series, which was actually going to be a documentary style, um, such as National Geographic. Um, I don't, I don't really think there's anything, uh, less than that sort of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. filming that could have been done regarding these types of animals. Um, but it didn't work out. The show was canceled and through basically, you know, disgust, um, uh, being discouraged, uh, and quite honestly being pissed off. Um, Monica chose to, on her last day, um, have me take her around and film what, what we knew of, uh, uh, which straight, which strays we had been filming and watching, um, while the time that she was in Detroit, which was, you know, some four to six months, um, of, of myself and, and her doing, you know, a lot of research. And during that time, we filmed a pit bull in the, in the worst, on the worst snow day of Detroit um, and caught him eating a a pit bull puppy that was frozen in the snow. And um, without, I should say, uh, without pleasing the listeners, um, it was just very bloody. It was very gory. Um, And after that was shot, Mark and I basically just decided that something needed to be done that we we could not allow just a TV show to interrupt these dogs being rescued. And between her and I, you know, we, we, you know, we just came up with this idea of starting a nonprofit, um, on her way back to LA, she edited, uh, a, the video that we had shot, um, the on her last day. And just through a couple narrations with her coming back to Detroit and me doing some narration, um, me sending some audio to her and, and working it out, I ended up, ended up just putting the, the show up on my YouTube channel, which was my personal <laughs> YouTube channel, which has my, my kids on there dancing and, you know, <laughs> different stuff that I do for in the hip hop world. And, you know, without, without even knowing that this thing would probably skyrocket us into, you know, a whole nother level of what we were trying to get to, quite honestly, we thought it was only going to be maybe 300 views, 500 views, but within, you know, two days we had 10,000 views. Wow. And it just progressed over, over a week. Um, and the, the views just started go, going up and going up and going up and, we were just blown away. And then it started, once it went viral, a lot of the um, local news channels around the country started calling, some local medias, um, you know, reporters would call wanting a story. They they'd never, they couldn't believe what they had watched. And in the comment section of the, of the, the video itself, a lot of people were saying, where can I donate? How can I donate? I want to help. I want to mm-hmm. donate. And, Monica and I just said, what do you want to do? You know, what, what, what should we do? And I said, let's call it Detroit dog rescue. I'll go downtown tomorrow. We'll get this business going. We'll set up the nonprofit and we'll take it from there. And, and that's, that's how we got started. And it it was just, uh, you know, it was just 
a necessity. You know, it it wasn't. It, it might have been sparked from what was in essence a, a, a reality show, a documentary, you know, show. But it was something that was very needed, and you know, something that I never thought in a million years I would be. You know, I, I never thought that I would be put into you know this world of the animal world. I come from you know, hip hop and rap and, you know, and that's what I do that, you know, I'm a musician, but I got put into this position just because of a friend. And from there, it just became a passion. And now, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I just really believe that it, it needs a solution. And, you know, and, and I'm just very glad that you were able to come to Detroit and, 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 ha- and also have me on your show today. So how long ago did you put that YouTube video up? Because you said it was you taped in the winter. When did it actually go online? Well, we started uh, we we started the Discovery Show in two in mid uh, mid two thousand ten. Um, they shut it down in January of two thousand eleven. The video went viral February first, two thousand eleven. And so, have you? I mean, how's the organization doing? How's Detroit Dog Rescue doing? Have you been able? Since all of this and with those donations to save a good amount of dogs, what do you do? I mean, do you bring them to shelters? Do you get fosters for them? Right. Well, we are we are currently um, – our, our mission originally was to build the first no-kill shelter in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, not knowing the politics of the law and, and that sort of thing and, and the way the Department of Agriculture works. Um, we were just, quite honestly, just a bunch of people who wanted to get together rescue these dogs mm-hmm. and, you know, see where it goes. And, and we, we started out with $20,000, um, that were all five and $10 donations wow. through, through the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, this money has all been used for, uh, rescue and rehab of every dog we've taken off the street. I told Victoria when she was here, we have a hundred percent save rate right now. Wow. Um, we have, we've rescued over 200 dogs in the year and a half that we've been up. Mm. Um, and thanks to, you know, and people like NBC Nightly News, who, who has spotlighted us some six, seven times in, in the past year alone, um, with, with their help, we've been able to raise some $300,000 through them alone. And then we, we were just lucky and, I, I guess just doing the right thing uh, to be noticed by a woman who followed us from June of last year until roughly about December. And in December, she uh, donated $1.5 million to our organization. Wow. Who was that? Is she anonymous or do you know, can you tell us who she yeah, is? She, she wanted to remain anonymous. Wow. Um, she, she was a very humble lady and she just wanted to, um, make sure that we were doing the right thing. She followed what we were doing. Um, and now, um, you know, we are a full-fledged uh, rescue organization. Um, we don't have a shelter. There's a lot of politics, again, involved with the city of Detroit. Um, you know, there's some corruption that's been going on. Um, there's a lot of problems with the way that, uh, it, you know, obtaining land and going through the process. Uh, there's a lot of you know, road blocks and, and potholes to get, you know, to, to, to make that difference in that way. But that's never stopped us from doing what we're doing. We've, we use some four different, uh, boarding facilities. Um, 
We have seven full-time employees who do this on a daily basis who all are basically, uh, you know, working within their lane. Um, you know, I have a foster and adoption coordinator. You know, I have a, a person who is um, who works on our fundraisers full-time. I have a, a publicist, you know, who's helping me to, to raise the amount of awareness needed because this is a problem that, that really needs a solution. And, you know, it's something that... The city of Detroit knows that we're working hard at. They know that, you know, we they they don't have any money to lend us because the city is basically broke. Um, are they, they are wasting they're wasting their money on other things. I mean, with the with all this um, publicity, though, is it is there a bit of pressure now on the city to step up, or are they just saying, well, you know what, you're doing a better job than we could, so you take it, and they're kind of backing off? Well, quite honestly. I think that's the that that's what's going on. I, I have been approached by them to take over their animal control. That isn't something that I want. You know, we created Detroit Dog Rescue to do what we're doing, to be the alternative option to euthanasia. The city of Detroit has contracts with the Michigan Humane Society and also Detroit Animal Control, which is a separate um, city job, actually, in, it, in itself, a city union job. That, that budget last year was... $1.7 million. They had 23 animal control officers, and every dog that was brought in off of the street was euthanized. Oh. Okay, and Detroit is also a city that, is, that still uses the gas chamber. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's terrible. Um, so, and and, and that is to, that's a crime in itself to me. Um, I, I don't believe in it. It's something that I'm, I'm trying to work with some attorneys and, and try to get some legislature going in, in regards to, to stopping that. Um, but since we've been able to be so successful um, and, and like I say, raise this sort of awareness that's needed to stop this problem, um, the city of Detroit has since laid off uh, some 17 uh, workers. Um, they're now down to six animal control officers. Their budget is well below a million dollars. They still retain a, a contract with Michigan Humane Society, but... At the same time, the municipalities in the, in the area, the Detroit Police Department as well as the Detroit Fire Department, they rely on us to handle their calls, um, you know, whenever they're using um, their, I guess you could say, uh, Michigan Humane Society and Animal Control. Number one, it takes them forever to show up um, if they do show up, Animal Control obviously being the one that will take the dogs and then the dogs will be put to sleep. Mm. Uh, Michigan Humane Society, they don't really show up on time. If the police call, they get there when they can. And some of these officers are, are in, in so, sort of a time of time is of the essence. They're in real bad neighborhoods, um, some of them where people will shoot at the police and not care. Okay, we were at one, uh, we were just at a narcotics raid um, some three weeks ago, and the entire neighborhood came out and actually tried to take on the police force wow. and show their weight around the neighborhood as if that the police have no business being in their neighborhood. So, you know, the police don't want to be there for longer than they can, but they also, you know, Detroit police are ordered to shoot these animals and shoot them at their will. If they just, if they just for any chance believe that this dog is going to endanger its life, then they will shoot that dog. And, and the majority of Detroit police officers that we come across daily they do not want to shoot police, shoot dogs. 
and they know, you know, other police officers that do, and they don't want to be a part of that. So they always pick our card. Um, and now a couple of the sergeants and some of the lieutenants um, will use us and, and call us. Like, for instance, tonight I just had a, a call. Um, I just got home about an hour ago from being on a, a narcotics raid where originally they thought there was only six dogs and in my investigation found three more. Mm. Uh, so now we've got nine dogs all intact, uh, a female in a shed being used um, in, in, a, at a, in basically a rape stand um, who is you know basically just used to breed so that they can take the puppies and sell them you know, from 20 to $50, whatever they can get for them. Um, the dogs are well-fed. They've got, you know, they have, you know, they have a shelter. But, you know, here they are inside a um, a squat, basically at a squatted house. And, you know, the police call us and, you know, we have to respond. You know, and this is something that's becoming, it's a, it's more of a trend now. And so the city is... It's obvious that the city is backing off and just saying, "Okay, well, let let Detroit Dog Rescue do it, since they think they know it all." And that's that's what we're, we've been trying to, you know, that's what we've been up against. They're you know, we up. have a yeah, yeah. You know, we and it's like it's you know, like here's the thing with, with yeah. what's going on in the city here. It's very easy. Let me tell you, it's very easy to get rescue or burnout. Yeah. And you know, plenty of people talk about it and and that sort of thing, but. I look at it in a totally different way. We we wouldn't have this problem if there was not decades of decades of neglect of programs that and funding put in place for this sort of problem that that has risen out of the economic struggle that Detroit has faced in the past thirty years. See that you know, that's Detroit what. Is, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry just to interrupt you, but I think that's what was shocking to me to, to, to come there was to really, um, I think it was, um, you and, and Dave said, this, this is what the, uh, 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 apocalypse looks like um if if right. you if you want to and you, you took me down and you and you'll be seeing on the episode that we shot with you that's going to be on youtube.com slash ehow pets hopefully in a month or so um that that you'll you too when, when you watch this episode will see the whole streets just literally devastated devastated yeah um homes collapsing burnt out uh, nobody there the only people that are there are squatters and they all have their pit bulls on chains in their front yards um and a whole community's completely gone completely leveled and i think that was shocking to me and also what was also fascinating interesting shocking too was how just with really with one breeding cycle these dogs had now become feral and you now have stray groups of dogs wandering around the street and they don't want to have any contact with humans they don't want to be adopted or fostered out they they exist as their group and they exist absolutely fine with right. the you know the, the the only thing that I can see them suffering with is is not being able to get medical medical attention. But these dogs are sort of almost now having a freedom that a lot of dogs in America don't have. That was fascinating to me. I have a question for the both of you. Um, you know, one of the things that concerns me when when you find this amount of strays in a city like Detroit that's really struggling is the fact that the strays are so easy to be picked up and used 
for dog fighting and things like that. And that's, that's a, is that a real concern there? Because there are pit bulls wandering the street. If somebody does get them, they are aggressive. They are feral. And that seems to me that would be a perfect temperament to put into a ring. Well, that is definitely a problem. I, I can tell you firsthand that, you know, I've actually caught, uh, I, I, well, I don't want to say myself personally, but I've, I've broken up basically a, a, a baiting garage, um, you know, with, with a, you know, a chain that was hanging down from the rafters that they used to, to, you know, hook onto a female, um, that was just basically just to be abused. Um, this is a, this is definitely a problem. Now, on one end, you have Detroit Animal Control, who, quite honestly, their main focus is dog fighting, and and going up against you know these criminals who are out here doing this and trying to raise money. Now, while they're focused on that, they're they're forgetting about what else is out there. Okay, and the same goes for Michigan Maine Society. You know, now the Michigan Humane Society has actually changed somewhat of what they've, what they used to be, um, due to me, me, myself basically bringing a lot of their problems to light so that they could change their, their programs. And that, that included allowing pit bulls to come in, stray pit bulls to be brought in from off the street, and also to adopt out pit bulls because I'm, I don't believe that a pit bull, it, it an entire breed, should feel the wrath for what these criminals have done to a dog. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have a you have a city where yes, these dogs are ro- roaming the streets, but the problem here is it, it, it lies in so many different parts of the chain. At one at the top of the chain, you have the Department of Agriculture in Michigan, who does not allow any rescues to pick up strays off the streets of Detroit because the city of Detroit has a contract with their animal control and with the Michigan Humane Society, okay? When you have other rescue organizations like myself and some hundred other ones in southeastern Michigan who want to get these dogs off the street, who want to spend donors' money or whatever it takes to get them vetted, to get them rehabilitated, get them transported to um, a foster, get them transported to a, a sanctuary, to, you know, get them adopted. We are doing everything at length we can to save these animals. And the Department of Agriculture stops us from doing that Mm. because of city politics and government. That's a problem right off the bat. They know how educated I am in this. I've met with legislation legislation and and with different legislation that I've actually brought up um, and actually been to Lansing sat down with them and explained to them some of the programs that we're doing. And it just doesn't seem to, it, it doesn't fit into what they want right now. They know that the law needs to be changed because there are foster based rescues. They know that needs to change. And like I said, we have four different boarding facilities and a list of fosters. I have some 30 dogs right now and I don't even have a building, mm. you know, but all of these dogs are vetted. Every one of them gets a rabies shot. Everyone gets spayed or neutered. Everyone gets microchipped, okay? And every one of them receives the TLC. Everyone is socialized. Everyone is walked on a daily basis. This is is what it's all about. And if you can't fulfill your obligation to a dog that is in dire need, 
of that TLC and that love and to be healthy, then you should not be doing you should you shouldn't be doing it. You well, shouldn't have any part of the animal industry at all. Yeah, I I I absolutely agree. I mean, for people who want to find out more about you, want to donate, or maybe um, even adopt these dogs. Adopt I know that dogs, they have yeah. those rescues. That Where, which is them. the best website for them to go to? Well, we always tell people to go to our, our website, www.detroitdogrescue.com. Um, but it, it's, you know, in this day and age, Facebook for us has really been our means of communication with the public and with potential fosters and potential adopters. Um, and if you want to go to our Facebook page, it's just facebook.com backslash Detroit Dog Rescue. And okay, like great. us and... You know, shoot us an email, go to our website, check out some dogs that we have up for adoption. We do transport animals. You know, we've we've transported a German short hair pointer to Boston. We've mm-hmm. taken dogs up north. We have no problem, ta- you know, even when we first started out, Monica Martino, our co-founder, she she adopted a dog from Detroit. She put it on a plane and brought it to Santa Monica. So, Lovely. You know, we have no problem doing whatever it takes to get these dogs into loving homes and that's what it's all about and victoria i applaud you for standing up for these animals and doing what you do every day and and helping groups like mine get the word out i really thank you for that well i was extremely impressed hush and just with you and your whole team and um, you're facing a very difficult situation, but I was honored to come and spend some time with you. I know I'll be back in Detroit again. Uh, I just want to say that I saw some beautiful parts of Detroit as well, um, mm-hmm. and I, I I loved being there. I loved the people, and even though it is a city that's going through such bad economic time, times, and you know the people are, are the ones that are going to make it alive again, and they're doing so, and Hush is one of them. And thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, we'll thank keep you for giving. Thank you for giving Detroit. A hug. <laughs> hey, you're, you're welcome. Hey. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see you again and get you back on the show again. Um, maybe in about six months' time, see how you're doing. But I also hope that we can come back to Detroit and maybe do a, a viewing of the the film that we shot with you. And so, if we do that, then we'll be putting it on our Facebook. And if you're in Detroit or near the Detroit area and you want to come and see a viewing of the film and come and meet Hush and myself. Keep a, a lookout on Facebook, um, on Detroit Dog Rescue's Facebook, and on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Victoria Stillwell, and you'll be able to find regular updates on when that potentially might be happening. I want to come, too. You know, I lived in Detroit for two and a half years, Hush, and some of my favorite people in the world are there. So I love the people of Detroit. I hate that. You know, Detroit is such a great, ha- has such a oh, great, diverse no. community of culture, yeah. you know, from from. Greek town to mm. you know southwest Detroit, <laughs> you know to the Arab community, to the Italian descendants, to the Polish community, to Coney everybody dogs. Everybody around here, we we just all like I said, we we put the world on wheels, and now it's time for the world to just reach back and give us a hug. And and Victoria's, you know, I, I just like I said, you're you're one person, but you know what? The more people we can get to see what's going on here, the more people we can get to solve this problem, and and. DDR, Detroit Dog Rescue, we, we welcome any and all advice and comments. And, and, you know, Victoria, you gave me a lot of insight to, to what you do, and you helped me to, to understand dogs in, a, in somewhat of a different light coming from your point of view. And, and I learned so much from you, and, and, you know, we just couldn't thank you enough for being here. And we welcome your entire staff and your entire team of people that you have to come back with you when you do come 
we'll make a big thing of it, and maybe I'll get Heather to, to make a whole Italian dinner for you. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure. on that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank it was you, great Hush. to talk to you, you and best amazing. of luck. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. That was so great to talk to Hush, Vic. Thanks for hooking us up with him. And it's amazing how one at a time that's going to happen. I mean, that's, you know, that's what it takes one person at a time. And it, it is heartbreaking to see what's happening to that city, but with people like Hush and Monica and people like you that are there, it's going to turn around. It will turn around. It may take some time, but it, all it takes is one person to do one small thing. And next thing you know, you have a bunch of people doing one big thing. So, um, pretty inspiring as it is depressing. It is. And I would definitely please just go and go onto their Facebook, go onto their website so you can see what they can do. And then, um, I'll let you know when my little film with them comes out on YouTube. Fantastic. All right. So from football to hush, I say that, uh, we call this a podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at It's Me or the Dog. This Positively Podcast has been brought to you by Pets Ad Life, who encourage you to get a pal for your pet. Visit PetsAdLife.org or the Pets Ad Life Facebook page to learn more. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.